BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hello and welcome to Newsweek's Parting Shot, your dose of everything pop culture. I am H. Allen Scott. On today's episode, I will be talking about everything 74th annual primetime emmy awards now the emmy awards air on nbc on monday september 12th so this upcoming monday if you're listening in real time it's airing on monday because they had to accommodate sunday night football on sunday night which would have been weird to air sunday night football on monday night so you know it's a whole i don't watch football i don't understand how that works but it's airing on nbc and it will be hosted by saturday night lives Keenan Thompson, which is very exciting. And I'll be talking about with entertainment journalists Cameron Sheets and Matthew Jacobs, who's going to win, who's going to lose. I mean, will Succession win the best drama series or will Squid Game take it over? Like, will Abbott Elementary take the prize or will Ted Lasso win again this year? Like, will Dope Sick and the Dropout, like what, what will their impact be on the Emmy Awards? And most importantly, will Jennifer Coolidge win the Emmy for The White Lotus? and go up on stage and say, this Emmy makes me want a hot dog real bad. I'll never do a Jennifer Coolidge impersonation ever again, ever. So definitely this this episode's so much fun because all we're doing is talking about who we think will win and lose. And that's always just exciting for anyone who loves award shows and pop culture, etc. Now, if you wanna hear two chats, with some of the Emmy nominees this year who will probably be Emmy winners this year, you can listen to my chat with Gene Smart and Amanda Seyfried. We, we chatted the last two episodes of The Parting Shot, so go back and listen to those. But today, stay tuned for our chat on who will win and who will lose. Go on, grab a snack, because I will be right back. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. I'm here with two of my favorite entertainment journalists. They were here to talk about the Oscars before, and now they are back to talk about the Emmy Awards. I'm so excited. Matt Jacobs, love. Hello, Matt. Hello, hello. And Cameron Sheets. Hi, howdy. Yeah, this is so sweet. And we weren't together the first time, so this is oh, something of like a this is something of an Avengers meetup, if you will. Wow. Welcome, I, Cam. <laughs> I have the worst memory. I just assumed y'all were on the same one the last time. That's mm-hmm. how many of these I do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> well, so the Emmys is the Emmys has always been I love the Oscars because the Oscars feel like the important ones, but the Emmys feel like 
your cousin's wedding that like you know is going to be fun because it's <laughs> that part of the family you know what i mean like mm-hmm. you just know it's going to be it's not quite the golden globes where every you leave sad golden globes is the biggest <laughs> award shows but the emmys is still classy it's just it's just not as serious i guess as the oscars wouldn't you agree yeah yes, definitely and i also think that aside from the fact that we keep having these years where one or two shows keep sweeping entire fields yeah in a good year like the your cousin's wedding or whatever they have an unpredictability <laughs> to them whereas yeah. the oscars feel a bit more stale by the time they that totally. night rolls around you go into it knowing kind of where things are going to go i feel like the last time i was genuinely shocked at the oscars was the whole moonlight la la land that yeah. was the last time i was genuinely <laughs> shocked at the oscars other than that yes. probably like i don't i wasn't even like conscious for marissa tomei but i feel like i would have been shocked then too <laughs> uh so okay one of the things with this year's Emmys, I want to talk about some things in general before we get into the nitty gritty of the awards. I, in covering, you know, I talked to a lot of the Emmy nominees this year and I covered a bunch of them. And one of the things that I noticed was the level of female talent this year on television mm. was insane because you go, you, you look at some of the categories and you genuinely are like, any one of these women could win in a lot of the female-driven categories. It's kind of mm-hmm. I'm thinking, you know, Amanda Seyfried for, um, for The Dropout or, of course, Jean Smart for Hacks or, you know, Quinta Brunson for Abbott Element. Like, there are so many amazing moments. Uh, Jennifer Coolidge for The White Lotus. I mean, there are so many great moments of women in television this year. Like, does any one of the, does anything stand out from last year in television for both of you that, like, you're so excited about? Cameron, what do you, what stands out to you? Well, I, I mean, along those lines, I just can't get over the fact that, like, how many how many nominations did the White Lotus have in general? Like, 20, I think, at Insane. least? Insane. In, in, in one category, too. They yeah. all came in the same category. 29. Right. And, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> they expanded it for the show. Yeah. But that, yeah. you know, it, that is a show that was out. I mean, we were watching this and talking about this before last year's Emmys even happened. And I remember Jennifer Coolidge coming out and presenting an award. And it already felt like we were giving her the trophy because she was just there. So I think that that show really stands out in my mind just as something that has been able to keep this narrative up. But to your point, also, it's just like the women, you know, it's it's very Saoirse Ronan, the the little women gif where she's just going "Ah." and with this with this field, that category. I mean, literally all the major supporting players. And and leads uh, of that show are nominated, and it's uh, yeah. one one of my favorite things. I know that it's a little bit of like category stuffing, but yeah, I can't be mad. <laughs> I love. I'm not that mad show. about it either. What about you, Matt? What stands out to you? You know, I think something that I was nervous might get shut out, and then didn't is Yellow Jackets. Speaking of yes. a female-led show, mm-hmm. yeah. um, it didn't stuff the categories quite as much as White Lotus, but we got kind of much deserved and overdue recognition for Christina Ricci and oh. Melanie Linsky, who yes. have done such wonderful work that has Applause. gone unno- unnoticed by all awards bodies for yeah. the better part of three decades or something. Mm-hmm. So it's mm-hmm. so nice to see them and and that show more broadly featured in the uh, the drama categories. Uh, agreed. So excited. I mean, I uh, part of me just wants to see Jennifer Coolidge has, have an award on stage and then like, yeah have her just like hold the award and be like, and I'm keeping the award, jackass. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I want her to do oh my something God, that'd be great. iconic, because she will, but you know she'll be yeah. frustrated and honest and like sweet or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, serious mm-hmm. moment, professional achievement, whatever. But I still 
I'm so excited. And I'm so excited about Christina Ricci, too. I mean, I, I'm a longtime stand. I don't feel like she's ever gotten the recognition that she deserves no. for acting. You know, I think, speaking of Jennifer Coolidge, I think she knows what people want from her and what mm -hmm. people like about her. Yeah. So I wouldn't be surprised if she gives, whether it's pre-written or not, some zany acceptance yes. speech. Yes! Oh, you just got me so excited. Okay, so <laughs> before we get into the awards, is there anything else that you're looking forward to on award night that you think like might be a shocker? Is there something that like, some, may, not, maybe not Ooh. a winner, but like something that you're, some, what someone's gonna wear or like, it can be anything. What's something that stands out to you? Mm, I'm really looking forward to seeing what Bowen Yang wears again, because I remember yeah. he showed up with these incredible shoes last year. I mean, he always looks good. Oh, so yeah. like yeah. fashion wise, yes, Bowen, bring it on, please. I can't wait to see what he does. Um, and on that note, I think just generally, it's probably not a shocker. I think that Keenan is gonna just, Keenan is hosting, Keenan Thompson. Yeah. And I think he's just going to be exactly what we want and what we need, right? As you kind of mentioned, this is like a little bit more of a laid back vibe, yeah. even though this is the big award show and I think it's He's on a Monday. Like, yeah, I know. What's up? Does anything oh, hey, serious true. happen on a Monday? No. Everyone hates <laughs> the Monday. Not. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Gar a couple of Garfields over here. <laughs> <laughs> what about but you, yeah. Matt? Anything, anything you're looking forward to? You know, I think there are some interesting, I guess what we would call smaller categories. Um, I would love to see Gerard Carmichael um, mm. get a variety of a win for... Yeah. Rathaniel, and I feel like he's well positioned to do it. He's done a, a bunch of press recently and had a really good blitz with that. Yeah. Um, and so I'd love to see him show up and some other people like that who um, are, you know, who offer a, a bit of a respite from the potentiality of like, you know, Ted Lasso dominating every co comedy category, <laughs> which yeah. I think we're all rolling our eyes about already. <laughs> yeah, I know. I mean, I, I, I enjoyed Ted Lasso. I know some people who work on Ted Lasso. I, I cannot talk bad of it, but it is one of those. Mm. It's like the football of TV. It literally is the football of TV <laughs> show for me that I'm just sort of yeah. like, it's not for me. I, you know, I'll watch Jerry Maguire. That's about it. I'll do with football. Um, but <laughs> I want to go into the categories with you guys. So let's start with the variety and reality categories. So the, the, the Ted Lasso of reality TV is RuPaul and RuPaul's Drag. <laughs> Don't you agree? I mean, there's yeah. no stopping that the show will win, RuPaul will win, it'll even win the unstructured one. Like everyone else is gonna lose. Are we am I correct in that? I think yeah. so. I mean, I, I'm I wish I had the stat pulled up of how many years in a row it's won since two thousand sixteen. It's won best wow. reality show, and then since last year it's won unstructured. Okay. And that's, you know, that's interesting. That feels like the same trajectory that Amazing Race had for a while. Amazing Race won year after year after year after year. Nothing could beat it. It's still nominated. Now it feels like RuPaul has um, kind of taken that spot mm -hmm. for a variety of reasons. Um, you know, I, I, it's, I'm great to see that show continue to be as culturally feeded as it is. Yeah. It would also be nice to have a variety there speaking of variety hey. <laughs> uh, <laughs> like, i know i don't had malakshmi yes. or nicole Byer or some of the mm. other people who are around that's what you bring up a but. great point there are shows i remember years in emmy's past where i'm thinking west wing i'm thinking frazier i'm thinking like a lot of shows that like would win year after year after year and, and veep yeah. was like that too while yeah. i love these shows i'm also like okay i'm bored 
Like, stop mm-hmm. it already. Like, please, I want to see someone's angry face losing on television. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like, Cameron, what do you, I mean, do you, I mean, do you think the RuPaul's Drag Race, is it deserved to win all the time? It is, I think. But would you also like to see maybe a Nicole Byer get up there and give her amazing acceptance speech? Yeah, I mean, I think I think it'd be great if she did. I think it's, especially when we're talking, like, hosts, of course, Ru is, is everything with that franchise like the name on it like presides over everything but i do feel like and others have said this too well hot take there's a little bit of an element of like rue kind of phoning it in in some of these later seasons yeah i think it might depend from cast to cast like you know episode to episode how invested she is but like (laughs) right i think there are others that we do need to share the wealth from time to time and yeah that's the thing with the emmys there can be these genuine surprises and maybe that's because we have resigned ourselves to thinking that certain shows and certain people are just going to steamroll year after year. So Yeah. And I mean, you know, you can't take it away from Rue. He is the most awarded person of color in Emmy's history. Like, yes. kind of, mm-hmm. and, and he's just going to have more gold to add to that, that, that record this year, likely. Now, the other one who keeps winning and it's sort of like, again, sort of like the Daily Show with, with um, in the years past where John Oliver winning for Outstanding mm-hmm. Variety Talk series He's won the past few years, and I don't think anyone else is going to beat him this year. Do you guys think this? No, I think it's almost impossible. And look, Mm -hmm. I was I was exhausted with the idea of another John Oliver win. I'd fallen off of watching the show for a while just Mm -hmm. because I needed to not spend my Sunday nights in like Trump world. (laughs) Um, I've gotten back into it this season and been reminded at how phenomenally written and produced the show Mm -hmm. is, and the Mm -hmm. fact there are a lot of good you know i like z-way i like some of this other stuff that's in that genre mm-hmm. there's just nobody doing it like john oliver is so it, i feel sort of um uh i feel conflicted about it yeah yeah, yeah. And, and when you look at the feet like especially when we're talking about who's actually nominated like if you're someone that's going to vote and you're looking at these nominees colbert and and seth myers and jimmy kimmel and oh, trevor noah daily show i don't yeah. pull that list up i didn't just have it all right here oh, wow. <laughs> but wow. I, it's just as like the, last week tonight is truly just doing something that these others aren't it's just kind of it's operating different. on a yep. slightly different plane so it's hard to not want to celebrate it just for doing something yeah. different i will say the yeah. stand-up comic in me Ha- there's a sweet spot that I have for Jimmy Kimmel only because mm. it's not easy. There's it. Uh, John Oliver takes a lot of work to do those monologues. Of course, mm-hmm. he's the Rachel Maddow of comedy. He can go out <laughs> there and he can really do it. But that said, there's a lot of work that goes into being relatable and doing a hard hitting Trump joke and having it be relatable to so many different types of people. And I feel five like five nights a week, five nights a week. And I feel like True. when Jimmy Kimmel isn't on a break, which he always seems to be on breaks these days, he, he comes out and he really delivers sort of the, almost the Johnny Carson or the Jay Leno of our day. And that like, it's sort of like he's giving us the stand up that I personally want and love and i think we need more sort of those like truth tellers out there but that's just my opinion (laughs) now i want to also go into um the it's a weird category outstanding variety sketch series because there's only two nominees and i love an underdog i want i will say it right now i have so many i love saturday night live don't get me wrong but i want a black lady sketch show to win just to take down the big beast not to say saturday night live is bad but i don't think it will i think saturday night live will win I know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's just one of those supremacies that you just <sighs> can't shake. I don't know. 
it does bum me out that we just let this be a category and we just end up with these two like that's not it's not a competition that's, like it's just two shows ex- and one yeah. is this behemoth that's been around for a long long time yeah mm-hmm. it blows me away well okay let's let's blaze through some of the um the categories in television film limited series and anthology series uh because I I feel like a lot of these are similar in these the reality categories and that a lot of them are expected. So let's start with the one that we love and want to talk about nonstop, which is Outstanding Supporting Actress. And <laughs> I mean, it's just, it's it's literally, I'm obsessed with the category because there's only two films that <laughs> are in both supporting categories. There are literally a total of three different shows that were nominated in both supporting actor and actress. It blows me away that that is able to exist. But mm-hmm. Outstanding Supporting Actress, who do you think will win? I, it, it does feel like it's Jennifer Coolidge is just for the fact that, as I mentioned, I felt like we were already crowning her last year, um, in a sense. The argument, counter-argument being that, you know, maybe the White Lotus votes are spread to some extent. Yeah. And we go to Caitlin Deaver instead for Dopesick, who is, is great and is also, like, really beloved and has been in her young career, been doing like routinely fantastic work. Mm-hmm. So, but it's Jennifer Coolidge. Like, we're, we're, yeah. <laughs> when you have five nominees from the same show nominated in a category, can you even say that the votes will be split? Because at that point, it's like <laughs> there's five of us. Like, can you even split at that point? What do you yeah. think, Matt? Yeah. If I had to pick one category that I would put money on, I'm not really a, a betting man, but this would be the one that I would put money into. This is Jennifer Coolidge's award. All those other white Lotus ladies are great, but none of them are, none of them deserve the sort of career achievement that this represents for mm-hmm. Jennifer Coolidge. Mm-hmm. And they also just don't have a singular of roles. So they all, yeah, they all kind of cannibalize each other in this race. I agree. If, if it's not, if the, if all the white Lotus Coolidge included cannibalize one another, then yeah, it's Caitlin Deaver for sure. But um, yeah, I mean, this is Jennifer. It's been hers from the from the beginning. Yeah, mm-hmm. and for outstanding supporting actor in a television movie, I feel like it's a race between two people who committed crimes: one for defecating in a suitcase, and the other yeah. one for stealing a videotape. Um, I'm yeah. of course talking about Murray Bartlett for The White Lotus, who was the suitcase bandit, and Seth Rogen for Pam and Tommy for being the VHS bandit. Um, who I think it's between those two because I think I think Seth Rogen has an edge here because he literally is the only other nominee that isn't from Dopesick or The White Lotus. I think mm-hmm. there is some of that, but I don't think you can deny Murray Bartlett. What do you guys think? He is the through line of that season in a lot of ways. I mean, we see him interacting with everyone else in the cast um, more than we do anyone else. He's also so handsome, and <laughs> we get to hear him in his like actual voice which is just oh all right i couldn't if anyone could make that suitcase scene sexy it was going to be murray bartlett yes (laughs) so and that's not to say seth rogan is not also handsome because he very much is but i think i just think that uh we've just we've seen so much love for that show and again it's like almost miraculously been sustained over a year yeah and i think that just speaks to him being number one with a bullet I agree. What do you think, Matt? Yeah, I wasn't sure how much all of these kind of ripped from the headline re-examination mm-hmm. shows would end up making it into these categories. I think the dropout was the one that we all kind of universally agreed was a great show yeah. and every every yeah. 
other example, whether it was Inventing Anna or um, Pam and Tommy or American Crime Story Impeachment, you know, they all kind of had some mixed reactions to them. Pam and Tommy did end up really doing a, a full showing. It's in the limited series category and a couple other acting categories. Um, so, and I went, so I, I clearly, the Academy at large likes it maybe more than people anticipated. I also wonder if like just the celebrity factor adds mm -hmm. in a little bit here. You know, Seth yeah. Rogen has been around the block and worked with a lot of people. He's never really he has, won many awards. And has not mm -hmm. been recognized. No. And I just think he has a lot of friends in the industry. How many of them are Emmy voters? And he's spearheaded this project, I think. I think he was one of the, even the producers mm. on the show. So, like, it's, mm. I could see them giving that to him. Just That's true. Yeah. And I yeah. forgot, it's not really represented in the nominees, but I forget that he's, like, a, a force driving uh, the boys on Amazon, which is also really popular yeah. in, its own, oh. in its own right. And yeah. that's not to say... Well, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I just feel like it helps broaden his appeal, makes it more likely that there are, as you say, a lot of people that are fans of him and have worked with him. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Well, let's get to outstanding actor and actress in a television movie or limited series or anthology series, the longest category title in history. Um, do you, so let's start with actor because it's, I don't think there's anybody else. I keep saying this, but it's true with a lot of these categories. I think Michael Keaton has this. I don't know. I want, Part of me, I love the staircase. I love a true crime moment. You know what I mean? I love putting on my glasses and being like, I've done it. Like, I'm into it. But I don't think that, that the staircase is going to get anywhere. What do you guys think? Yeah, I think Michael Keaton and Dopesick has an, have an edge here because um, it's a quote-unquote important show. Yeah. You know, this is a show about the opioid um, crisis and all of that. And he gave a very um, knowingly quote unquote, important speech when he won this award at SAGS yes. in um, very long March. Yeah. Yes, very long yeah. and very, you know, one of those we see this from time to time more and more as, you know, the years go on, people who, you know, actors who have anointed themselves the representative of a social topic that their show yeah. or movie depicts and, um, and, and receive their award as, as with a very political stance. And, you know, sometimes that works and um, I think that could be a big thing in Michael Keaton and Dope Six yeah. favor. Yeah. yeah, true. He also, uh, for <laughs> what it's worth, was slated to appear in Batgirl and is also apparently in <laughs> Flash. And so maybe he gets some sympathy oh. <laughs> of that mess that he's been tied wow. up in. <laughs> I also feel like in year, I remember in the 90s, I could be wrong on this, it might be a different era, but like there was a period there when when you lost a prominent Oscar like you would go and then go on and do a TV thing and then win an Emmy. You know, I feel like Glenn mm. did that like throughout her entire career, but like it would always be like a couple years after that Oscar. And he of course was nominated for the Birdman. And then I feel like they come back and they win like an Emmy and get all these awards and stuff. So I feel like this is Michael Keaton's mo and it's Michael Keaton. He's Batman. You got to give him an Emmy. Yeah. <laughs> So for Outstanding Actress, I, 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 again, this isn't like a Michael Keaton situation that, it's tough for me because the all of these women are so good in every single one of these films. But Amanda, Dropout, I mean, it's just, it's one of those performances where I think it was kind of like the, the Nicole Kidman in the Lucy movie where beforehand when you heard who was cast mm. in the part, you're like, well, yeah, I see it, but oh, that's going to be tragic. Like that voice and how is she yeah. going to do that? But then when you watch the Dropout, and even when I was talking with her, I interviewed her about it and she was talking about the nuances of finding the voice and slowly, gradually getting into the voice and why 
the voice isn't just for show and it actually is an indicative of like what women have to do in workplaces and so it, she went so deep that mm -hmm. i was blown away by her performance i just was it was incredible who do you think is gonna get do you think anyone can beat her i think she has a pretty strong edge here um the dropout is interesting because i feel like skepticism mounted before the show premiered because Kate McKinnon dropped out of this role. <laughs> and I think there was suspicion about, okay, what's really going on behind the scenes here? What story are they trying to tell? And I think the show like drastically exceeded expectations and is one of the best things we saw on TV in the past year. And a lot of that is owed to Amanda. I mean, I do think Lily James and Pam and Tommy um, did some really remarkable work. And I think it's clear that the industry loves Julia Garner and for good yeah. reason. Yeah. How much do people love inventing Anna? I think the thing about yeah. her was like, <laughs> she's really good in it. The show is a mess. I didn't actually finish the show. Yeah. Um, but I also think like she's just doing that very, that accent that really announces itself as like, I'm doing big acting and like uh, that could woo people. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I mean, that is kind of a, the that sort of transformation and the voice put on that. That is a big part of a lot of these a lot performances. of these nominees. Yeah. yeah, you're right. Yeah, but it, to me, it is like Amanda. The once we did actually see it and see what she was doing with this, it was just kind of undeniable. I mean, she's just so fully committed to it and there, there's just those layers to it where the, like the scene yeah. where she's like practicing the voice in the mirror and you just imagine yeah. Amanda practicing the practicing of it yeah. it's just like yeah hard to deny again it feels like another one of those it's her salute um so okay outstanding limited series or anthology series of television movies so this is actually one that I don't think is so obvious I think it's people think it's either white lotus or dope sick but I think it we could actually have a surprise the dropout sneak in there. I, I because it is one of those Dope Sick was incredible, but I feel like the White Lotus and Dope Sick are going to have people split. Like I feel like there's equal fan bases for both and I just don't know. I don't know. What do you guys think? Who do you think will win this? Yeah, I think the gut check would say White Lotus because of its nomination tally in total. But that may not bear out. I mean, yeah. um yeah, I, I think if it's not Dope Sick or White Lotus, it's The Dropout. Yeah. Um, you know, I would find White Lotus or The Dropout a much more compelling winner here. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. I, but I I, yeah. I, would, I would put my money on, on White Lotus. Yeah. Yeah, I'm thinking about what you were saying earlier, Matt, too. And, and it has been kind of a narrative throughout this TV season, especially in the last couple of months before um, voting began, was just like these these stories adapted from yeah. like stranger than fiction true crime sort of things like that like all of the nominees uh, to, you know they handle it in much different ways but all of the nominees are these adaptations of real things except for the yeah. white lotus so that yeah. just again makes it this outlier in a way that feels like it's that much easier to want to vote for then because yeah. it is this fully original story so yeah. interesting i'm torn i'm natalie and Bruglia. <laughs> <laughs> let's take a quick break and we'll come back with the comedy categories Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Okay, comedy. I, this, 
I one of the things that I loved, and I I talked to her about this, the app, the love for Abbott Elementary this year. Mm -hmm. Ted Lasso, of course, everyone loves. Of course, it will win awards. People love Ted Lasso, but. Abbott Elementary, the rarity for a network sitcom to do as well yeah. as, as Abbott Elementary did this year. It, it, it hasn't really happened since Modern Family. In fact, there hasn't yeah. been a network sitcom that's won Best Comedy Series since Modern Family in 2014. Mm. So it's, mm. it's the, the potential for Abbott Elementary to come up and take on Ted Lasso and like beat Ted Lasso. It's, it's exciting. It's mm -hmm. really exciting. So for Outstanding Supporting Actor in a Comedy Series, I, what do you guys think? Man, Matt, go ahead. <laughs> this is one of the hardest categories. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't I don't know. It seems like Gold Derby, the awards prognostication website, most people seem to be predicting a Brett Goldstein repeat. Oh, which is what I think, too. Yeah. And if not that, then maybe a Henry Winkler repeat. Both of them mm -hmm. have won in recent years. I think those are good bets. Uh, Tony Shalhoub has also won, and we cannot forget how much the industry loves Never Tony count out Shalhoub. Tony Shalhoub. He has four Emmys to his name, um, three of which are for Monk. And um, so you just can't, uh, can't count them out. I also think there's a lot of support for Barry this year and maybe yeah. um, Anthony Corrigan could mm. be sort of your surprise kind of non- super A-list celebrity name who sneaks up on them. Barry was one of the shows that it, it hadn't been on for the past couple of years, so it wasn't eligible. So it's kind That's of right, like yeah. returning and taking on this new show, Ted Lasso, even though it's second season for Ted Lasso. It's kind of yeah. an interesting thing to see in this category. Yeah, mm -hmm. it was, we were, people were really hungry for it to come back. And I think, that, I feel like I've seen all sorts of reactions to this new season, but I mean, the overwhelming positive I've seen is just like how great Henry Winkler is and like I, I mean I think that we get some of his best work ever in a few of these episodes for mm -hmm. sure so that it, that feels to me like that might give him the edge it is hard to say yeah. I mean we're talking about the last couple years worth of winners with with Henry and Brett and uh Tony Shalhoub of course I think what 2020 was the year that Dan Levy won because Schitt's Creek was on then but yeah. like we've got you know prior winners here and they're all yeah. kind of battling it out so it's a tough one yeah. Now for, for outstanding supporting actress, it's also a very interesting, it's sort of a, a Ted Lasso versus the others competition here, because I feel like the favorite that people in Gold Derby and a bunch of other places are saying the favorite is last year's winner, uh, Hannah Waddingham. And yeah. I mean, do you think anyone can take on Hannah for this category? I would love to see Juno Temple take her on, to be honest, from the same show. Oh, fine. Yeah. 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 Uh, God, what a, that's a great, question I, I i would i mean my heart so so deeply wants to see janelle james when this like me too, me too. so bad just like immediately one of the most brilliant and well-realized tv characters i feel like i've seen in and a the while funniest, the funny literally so i'm sorry funny. hands down the funniest this year is janelle james that is a yeah. that is a um uh, um, nominee to who it really comes down to the performance that character mm -hmm. on paper i'm sure is humorous but yeah. it's what Janelle James does with the delivery and and the mockumentary format that really, mm -hmm. I, I think people could catch on to her. I mean, I, I, also, agree. I mean, in the same vein, like Cheryl Lee Ralph from oh. Abbott Elementary. Yeah. Um, I, I don't think she's quite as scene steely as Janelle James, and but she's certainly um, more of a legacy name in this category. Yeah. So there's a bit of a lifetime achievement sort of thing there at play with her a little bit. 
Um, but Janelle James has sort of the Kristen Johnson effect, I think, from Third Rock from the Sun, where it's one uh, of those parts oh, yeah. where, like, <laughs> here this actress comes out of nowhere, even though she's been mm-hmm. around. This actress comes out of nowhere and does this sort of wild, crazy, scene-stealing performance, and you almost can't deny it. And it's 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 kind of nice to see someone like Janelle get the rec- that kind of recognition because she is young and she is... Mm-hmm funny and different and like it's just it's just it's it's really i love seeing i'm really hoping janelle james wins my yeah for sure she what she went up it was maybe from the hollywood critics association and they broadcast Mm. their awards wins and she had a great little speech for that just being like this is for the other comedians and it's it's true i don't know i I, it's just an amazing story to see i mean she's been working for a while and uh, like even before even before the show i feel like her netflix special got a lot of attention there's just this great yeah, momentum for her career so yeah. i'm excited well, so for her for outstanding actor in a comedy series i feel like it's a race between snl people basically <laughs> either people who are former cast members or who are famous from snl because that's it, true it literally is jason sudeikis it's it's uh oh bill yeah bill Hader. yeah um and martin short and steve martin and it's i yeah. feel like it's between those four and it's like this is basically the snl award in a lot of ways so of those four who do you think has it Hmm. It's tough. Definitely a lot of goodwill for Barry. Uh, Bill? I'm going to go with Bill, but I have that's completely unfounded. I don't know. Uh, Matt, do you have more intelligent thoughts about this one? <laughs> you know, Bill is my instinct. He has won before. Mm-hmm. Um, I think only Murders in the Building is well positioned because although we're awarding the first season Mm. the second season came along at right the exact moment that it needed to to revive the and remind everyone about that show which people loved from the jump but i think love even more now that there's a second one so i think that was a good maybe accidental campaign move maybe not accidental on hulu's part um, they're putting could, money behind it. They're everywhere. Money, yes. Yeah. They're everywhere. You see those FYC ads everywhere. Oh. <laughs> um, you know, then it's like, do you give it to Steve Martin or do you give it to Martin Short? I, you know, yeah. I don't know. I think Steve Martin gives the more delicate performance of the two. So yeah. I think his he's where I'd sort of I feel like the level for Martin Short. But, because Martin okay. Short, Steve Martin has had that acclaim in the past, has won awards, has had all of this. Whereas... I don't think anyone can really remember Martin Short winning something. You know what I mean? Like That's true. he never and and he, unlike Steve Martin, I don't think he has a writing credit on the show, which Steve Martin mm. does. And mm-hmm. it's it's uh it's an interesting dance. I part of me sees Martin Short winning just because Martin Short's so beloved in the industry. Yeah. You yeah. know? Oh, I would yeah. actually like to say that. Okay. The other one who's beloved in the industry. Now, this category gives me hives. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 as I'm, I think we, I, 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 I don't know if you guys know this about me. I think Cameron does. I am a Jean Smart stan. Mm-hmm. I have a photograph framed in my apartment of her with Dolly Parton. Like, I love Jean Smart. And for Outstanding Actress, Lead Actress in a Comedy Series, of course, my heart is with Jean Smart. But my mm-hmm. soul is with Quinta Brunson from Abbott mm-hmm. Elementary. And I want Quinta to win every single award. I want Quinta to win every award and then let Jean have Best Actress just so that everyone is like taken care of that night, which I think actually could happen. But what do you guys think? Who will win Outstanding Lead Actress? Oh, God, it, I'm really nervous. And I, it's like one of those things where I could see myself. I'll be happy 
if it's one of those two, but I'm also just going to be really, really sad. But for that reason, I think just because this has been such an incredible, like, breakthrough for Quinta, Mm -hmm. I really, really want this award to go to her. I would love for that to happen. Um, I mean, she is, she is the driving creative force behind the show. And yes, there are other ways to award her for that, but it just feels like she's uh, she's front and center. I mean, yeah, that's, it's, she's undeniable there. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's definitely down between those two. I mean, I would say this for as many, as much as we're talking about how great women on TV have just been in the last year, I would say this is not the strongest lead actress comedy yes. category in general beyond these two I would nominees. It feels like a lot of people who have kind of already won before or been recognized mm-hmm. previously and just kind of an uninspired roster. Yeah. No offense. But <laughs> Jean and Quinta are such an exciting, you know, such exciting finalists. Yeah. Fingers crossed here. Um, you know, my hope is just that we get a divide between hacks um Abbott Elementary, Ted Lasso, Only Murders, mm. and that it doesn't all go in one direction. Yeah. Because while I like things about all of those shows, and part of me wants to say, let's just let Abbott Elementary sweep the whole thing because it's so exciting. Yeah. It's such a new and much needed like voice and network comedy. It also would make for a boring telecast. I so, know. I don't know. I don't well, know. And that's but, the I, thing. but I think I think Quinta has came, has has been really visible, maybe mm-hmm. more visible than Jean, even though Hacks aired or ended its season more recently. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I, she, I think she's well positioned. Yeah, I mean, she's that's, the buzz right now. True. Quinta is the buzz of the town. That said, uh, for outstanding comedy series, it is similar, I think, to the uh, anthology limited series television movie series in that. There isn't necessarily a clear winner. I feel like the clear expectation is probably Ted Lasso because it's the reigning champ. And, you know, Emmys has a history of giving awards the year after year to the same show. So the odds are in Ted Lasso's favor. But mm-hmm. I don't think you can count out Barry. I don't think you can count out uh, Only Murders in the Building. And I don't think you can count out Abbott Elementary. I feel like yeah. it's a tight race for those shows. And the the little kid who get got picked last in 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 gym class really wants Abbott Elementary to win. Like I uh, really want yeah. the show of the weirdos to win and not the yeah. football players. Yeah, <laughs> right, right, right. But, I mean, that's just that's just my own triggers coming through. What? Who do you mm-hmm. guys think will will ultimately <laughs> take it? Uh, I do. Who do I think? I mean, it probably would be Ted Lasso again. But I'm I'm just, I have so much trouble getting out of my own head with this because in my mind, it just is like, why would you not want to celebrate mm-hmm. Abbott elementary, the newcomer, the one that is like showing that there's still life in the networks and, and that sort of thing. It just feels like how, you know, even if you are a big fan of Ted Lasso, that yeah. show's already won. How can you not want to spread the wealth then? Yeah. But I know that's not how people think. Um, and I know I'm biased because I adore Abbott elementary and I haven't seen Ted Lasso. Don't tell anyone, don't tell any of my relatives. <laughs> Um, <laughs> I have, I have. It's a wonderful yeah. show. <laughs> yeah, of course, of yeah. course. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's it's just where I stand. But I mean, then there's also Hacks, which of course like had a really great run last year. It it does feel to me, and I don't know if you guys feel the same way, but it, I think that it got just as strong of a reception. But the mm-hmm. response in general was a bit more muted this year. Yeah, which makes, in my view of it, which makes me think that maybe it's not making as strong as, as a case as it 
I think that's a result of its own success. Like that's sort of when a show is Mm -hmm. so strong and so good, people just expect it to be great. So like when it isn't extra great, it's kind of, I feel like people are just like, well, it's still great. I mean, you know, but there's these other things. I don't know. What what do you think, Matt? Yeah. I mean, I also just think, you know, if you're awarding comedy series, you're looking at the ensemble as a, you know, and and the writing all together. And I Mm. think with that in mind, you get, more obvious ensemble work from Abbott, yeah. Only Murders in the Building, and Ted Lasso than you do um, Hacks. Hacks is really, I mean, there have been there are great supporting characters on it. There have been some good smaller performances on it, but it's really a two-hander with with yes. um, Gene Smart and um, Hannah Einbender, who we didn't really talk about in supporting actress, and I think could maybe get that too. But yeah. um, uh, honestly, I don't know. It could be only murders. I, you know, that's what I'm going to be. My gut, is, my gut is going in the direction of only murders, even though I don't think it's better than Abbott. I think no. it's a funny. I think it's a great show, but I can see there is so much love for Steve Martin and yeah. for Martin Short and for Selena Gomez as well. I mean, and there's a lot yeah. of outrage that she didn't get nominated this year yet. All of the men on the show did, and it's yeah. It's uh, it's yeah, it's Anne Shirley MacLaine's in the second season, and so that show will always have my heart. Um, okay, mm-hmm. let's take a break, and we'll come back, and we'll close things up with drama. Okay, drama series, drama, drama, succession <laughs> of the Ted Lasso of drama. And it is it is it is one of those shows that like everyone expects to win everything, you know, it's the hot new kid in town succession, even though it's not new at all. And people love it. But I feel like this year every succession went in being like the leader of the pack and then Squid came came around and was like <laughs> gonna get you. <laughs> like it literally came out of nowhere for an international show that is in a foreign language to be in competition with some of these other English shows is just unheard of in U.S. television. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's, it, the feat that Squid Game sort of did was just, it's, it's incredible to watch. And then, of course, you have Yellow Jackets, which is another show that just sort of came out of nowhere, was a slow burn, no one expected it, and then, boom, another mm-hmm. contender. So, for Outstanding Supporting Actor in a Drama Series, it's, I think that's the area where Succession will probably do the the best um because that is i think it is between the two actors from succession kieran and and um kieran culkin and oh matthew mcfadden uh but what do you guys think that's a good prediction i would say i i definitely feel like i've seen kieran like on the on the awards yeah campaign trail uh this season quite a bit in a way i wouldn't expect just because he strikes me as someone that has like been a little bit more private so i think there's definitely an investment there and what a, like what a season he had what a season roman had i mean yeah. <laughs> it ended with his his father seeing his own dick pic you know so it's like he he certainly had a journey relatable content um, relatable content yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh and yeah i think i think that there's the most meat there in terms of supporting actor performance from mm-hmm. that show and so i think he kind of rises above in that sense um that's that's my thought yeah. Yeah, I think it's Kieran too. I think he's doing the showiest work on this series mm. and that um is a vote in his favor as far as awards odds go and maybe the thing that's going to push 
Matthew, unfortunately, to the side, even though I actually think, I mean, I, I adore Kieran on this, sh- Kieran on the show and, and that character. I actually think sometimes Matthew is doing more intelligent and nuanced work just because mm-hmm. that character is so much more loaded and layered. Yeah. Um. So I, you know, but I, so I don't know, can, will voters recognize that or not? There are also a couple really big names from Severance in this category, yeah. John Turturro and Christopher Walken. I was a little surprised at the Walken nomination because I didn't think that character was that, uh, was as developed in, in the show, but right. John Turturro, who is a, another kind of industry favorite who's been around for yeah. a while. I don't know. That could be a sleeper nominee. You also category. have, mm-hmm. you know, Ho Young-soo, who's from yeah. Squid Game, who is the heart of the show in a lot of ways. I mean, is sort of the, the, the I mean, for me, at least, he's the person I look to in the show. It's the one I remember the most. It's the one that, yeah. that's sort of the really standout character part. So I could mm-hmm. see, and, and you know, it's the, the chances of him getting another nomination in time soon is probably slim, and it's so one of those yeah. one of those awards that I could see it going to him and and, mm-hmm. and honoring that kind of work, that very surprising work. Um, now, that the actress categories in both drama categories is, I think, the only era area in the drama category where we're going to get someone that isn't either from Succession or <laughs> Squid Game. It's like, yeah, that's true. It, it's just that these two at least will get some diversity there. And for outstanding supporting actress in a drama series, it. I think it might be a moment for Better Call Saul to finally get some recognition because I because it was an incredible year for it was an incredible year for the show in general, but it also was an incredible year for Rhea Seahorn who finally got an got recognition for her work on the show. But then you also have the reigning champ from Ozark, Julia Garner, and I think this is probably the only area of her two nominations she probably has a chance at winning. So, <laughs> what do you guys think? The Rhea Seahorn thought is is a pretty smart one because i think as we were talking about only murders in the building and and it's kind of rollout like better call saul was almost even more intentional i mean i assume it's intentional with that where they did half of their season when the initial voting was going on and then they wrapped it up as like we're voting on the winner of the category and yeah people this is just the performance that we've been like waiting clamoring for people to award for so long and it shows never won Ever. Yeah. Anything. Yeah. So, and so, right. This is not even for this last season, but yeah. it's another one of those situations with the timelines. But it, it would be really, really cool for that to happen for her. And I also noticed she is nominated in another category. She's nominated as like best actress in like a digital short for something else. Oh, I don't know oh, if that matters, but okay. there's a lot of goodwill for her going around. So, I hope, I hope she gets this one and not the other one because at least this one will be showy. That one's more yeah. like. You put it on your IMDb profile, but everyone's like, what? How do I yeah, want wait, that? what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what do you think, Matt? A lot of these drama categories feel like, are we going with the one that has kind of, are we going with the industry nominee or the populist nominee? Mm-hmm. Like Squid Game obviously has the viewership yeah. to sweep these categories if they want to go in that direction. And then you've mm-hmm. got things like, I mean, I wouldn't really call Better Call Saul an underdog in a cultural sense, but it's certainly never been the awards darling, despite yeah. many, many, many nominations. As you pointed out, it's never won. Um, you know, but Ho Young Jung won the yeah. SAG award for Squid Game yeah, a few months right. ago. Um, so I, I, you know, I think there's a good chance that it that it could go to her. But if I if I were to and Christina Ricci's in this category as well. Um, and I think not, even though she's done some good press and I think has been visible in this in the last couple of months, 
I don't know. I, I see this being a repeat for Julia Garner just yeah. because, mm. you know, it's Ozark's last last stand and yeah. she gave the bang up performance of that show and mm. is also somebody who I think the industry is just like hawkeyeing right now. She was just yeah. cast in the Madonna biopic if that ever <laughs> actually comes to fruition. And, yeah. um, and uh, I just think is like, Sort of like she will. I mean, not that Saoirse Ronan isn't still Saoirse Ronan, but like she's the Saoirse Ronan of right yes. now, in that she is just like the one to watch. Yeah, she's yeah. Thomas Pugue. She's one of those that just sort of like yeah. you can't not stop hearing about her. She's everywhere. Yeah, it's true. I think Squid Games could suffer in general, suffer the result of sort of how Stranger Things has resulted in the major Emmy categories over the years, and that like it's a mm. show that is really applauded and is really loved, and is it gives gets a lot of Emmy attention. But I don't know if it's going to walk away with a lot of Emmys on uh, on Monday night. Such a weird thing mm-hmm. Monday night. Um, <laughs> for Outstanding Actor in a Drama Series. Now, this is going to... To me, this one's pretty obvious. I feel like it's Brian Cox. He didn't win before, I don't think. It was Jeremy Strong mm-hmm. who won before, right? Uh, but I, I just... You can't deny he's Brian Cox. Like... Yeah, that, that last special. episode of the season two, he has, oh, God. I mean, why do I want him to yell at me? But I do. <laughs> <laughs> yes. yes. Who do you think's going to win, Matt? I am going to say that I think I would bet on Lee Jung-jae for Squid Game. Ooh, for this twist. one. Um, maybe more so that, like, I could see Succession getting all the other things that it's up mm-hmm. for, and this one going to Lee Jung-jae, who I think won the SAG, if I'm not mistaken, I a few months right ago. Yeah. Bob Odenkirk, we've also mentioned Better Call Saul a little yeah. bit. You know, he has, uh, this is his fifth nomination for this show alone, not mm-hmm. to mention the work that he did on Breaking Bad, which he wasn't nominated for, but has been part of the momentum True. of all of yeah. this. Um, you know, so I go with Lee Jung-jae as my, my, my prediction, but I don't know, maybe this is Bob Odenkirk's time finally, in the same way that John Hamm finally won for Mad Men on that show's yeah. kind of way out. Oh, you're right. You know, I just recently binged Mad Men. Wow. That Don, what a dick. Uh, what, yeah. a dick. what a man. What, what a man. I mean, what a man, yes. Well, I, I yeah. Okay, yes, yes. Oh, wait, what a dick is, <laughs> okay. is also yeah. a couple uh, layers. These yeah, let's keep it clean. Okay, so we have two more categories here, which I, this other one also gives me hives um, because it is, okay, it's outstanding actress in, the, the actress categories give me hives in general, but <laughs> the outstanding actress in a drama series. So, I mean, Zendaya, I, it's it, euphoria. Like, of course, like my heart, my love, my everything. I love her and I want to, I want her to see her succeeding in every single way. I just, Melanie Linsky, I can't, I know. I, I mean, I just, she's, she's my other part of my heart. She's my heart transplant. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> she's just I, for yellow jackets. I just think, I don't know. I'm so torn. What do you guys, who, who do you think will win? I'm kind of thinking it's going to be Melanie. Oh, sorry. No, 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 no. I was just going to say, I hope it's not wishful thinking to say Melanie. Um, I mean, I I mean, Zendaya is obviously the star here. Yeah. I'm not a euphoria person. I find the show very annoying and I I don't watch it, but. I'm too um, old for it. Although I will, you know, I'll I'll read the recaps. (laughs) Yeah. 
You know, so I don't, so having not seen the most recent season of Euphoria and, and speaking a little out of turn here, like I wonder if the show is a little, I thought the show might be just a little too un-Emmy friendly for the, mm. this year's awards, mm. but then it got all these nominations that proved me wrong, in, including yeah. Sydney Sweeney and supporting and some other yeah. things. So, I mean, I guess I'm just totally off base. I just, I, I don't know. I thought that show would kind of disappear into the ether and it, it hasn't, unfortunately. Yeah, that's, that's interesting. And I, I was just thinking about how, and I unfortunately don't know off the top of my head what episodes were submitted for them, but Zendaya has this like bravura episode this season of yes. Euphoria. Regardless of what you think of it, it is yeah. just like a breathless. You, I mean, you really can't catch you. I mean, you don't even have a second to breathe, really. And she's there front center for all of it, which is incredible. That's got to uh, be the one that they submitted. It's got to be. Yeah, I would imagine so. And and no matter how good Melanie is throughout Yellow Jacket's run, she's not only splitting her time with like you know she's splitting timelines too i mean she's not even playing the character to its full uh, as we fully see her so i don't know i mean if we're just like if we're just putting one episode up against the other in a vacuum it feels like zendaya is kind of undeniable then but have you ever i keep saying undeniable sorry no it's fine (laughs) have you ever seen anybody stress cut meat the way melanie did in yellow jackets i mean there's oh, a yeah. scene in the kitchen where she's cutting and i'm just thinking like this is yeah. Stewart do it right before she goes to prison mm-hmm. this is like, <laughs> like this is this is that moment this is that or it's sybil shepherd's take on when she played in the tv movie of martha stewart going to prison on that <laughs> that's what, oh, what a movie My yeah God. i know I'm that's good that. i have the vhs um so, <laughs> of course you do of course i Me- do uh, melanie is <laughs> melanie is so beloved and so yeah. talented and gives good speech as we've seen so yeah, yeah. Oh, and has I been visible so she much. was on yes. fresh air recently she's done some good yeah. press to galvanize her given she's not as big a name per se as zendaya or laura lenny um but her and her is. husband are so cute together too oh, i know yeah. oh god okay anyway outstanding drama series so this is, I think, a battle between Squid Games and Succession. I think, mm-hmm. I yeah. think that is where we're down to. I, I, I have a feeling, Matt, you might be going in the direction of Squid Game. But could I? Am I wrong? <laughs> no, that is where where I, I am. The weird thing about the Succession and Squid Game is they both feel like they were on ages ago. Yes, yeah. you know, yeah. Yeah. like so Severance feels like yesterday. Stranger yeah. Things feels like yesterday. Yep. Even Yellow Jackets, because it was yes. so theory heavy, um, feels more fresh in in my mind at least than Succession mm-hmm. and Squid Game. So I kind of go. I, I think it again comes down to is it that industry media vote of succession which does good numbers for hbo it's not like this is some yeah. true underdog or is it the like you know monstrous yeah. hit of squid game which i mm-hmm. think has had a very robust um fyc effort yeah mm-hmm. um but I, I i i'm gonna say squid game okay mm-hmm. yeah and matt you made a when you were talking about comedy series i like that observation you made about like this is one that i it does feel like people tend to vote on because of ensemble as like a big part of it and i wonder right is that a big part of what motivates a drama vote too i think yes sure on some level but or is it more of like squid game is this like very as like the story of it the plotting of it this is very specifically contained thing i mean obviously there's going to be more in some sense but yeah 
I wonder if that's like the hook in its own right beyond yeah. succession being, and I don't mean this dismissively, but another season of this family quibbling, you know, no. like, no. right. There's not as big of a, uh, yeah. I don't know. I don't yeah. know. I will say if I have to, if I'm going to pick the show based off how I felt after watching both of them, both squid game and succession squid game had me feeling very sad about humanity. <laughs> succession also had me feeling very yeah, sad. Yeah, because it like succession humanity. did it. How are you feeling about oh, it? <laughs> Squid Game didn't have Kieran Culkin. So my vote goes to Succession. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, guys, this was so much fun. Matt Jacob, fun. Cameron Sheets, where can people find you on the internet and tweet at you and yell at you for being wrong about your predictions? <laughs> um, you can find me on Twitter at M.A. Jacobs. Yes, and I'm on Twitter at Cameron Sheets. So find me there <laughs> and yell at me. Thank you guys so, so much. I really appreciate it. Thank, Thank you. you. It was a blast. Who do you think will win this Monday? Are you? Do you plan on watching? Let me know. Follow me on social media at H. Allen Scott on everything. I'd love to know who you think will win. And thanks for listening to Newsweek's Parting Shot. If you liked what you just heard, please leave a little rating and review and maybe consider sharing it on social media because that's fun and I like to see what you think. For more on the latest news and podcasts, head to Newsweek.com and follow Newsweek on all the social platforms. Until then, watch something fun and have a great day.